Happy birthday to me. It's episode 13. Happy birthday to me. Let's talk about laundry. Hey everybody, Kaylin Chenoweth. We're back again. This time we're talking about sustainable laundry. Everybody has laundry. Whether you love it or not, we gotta do it. So how are we going to do it sustainably? I have a list that I put together of about eight different ways we can work sustainable initiatives into our laundry routine. Remember, you don't have to do all eight of these. Just pick one or two to get you started on the sustainable route. That's all I ask for. So number one, the one everybody doesn't want to hear, is to wash it by hand. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be a big pain in the butt. That's definitely a hard note. You want you to consider this if you only have one or two items, like a school uniform, or a sports jersey, or something that you just need for the next day, and it's only one or two items, then washing it by hand would definitely save on water and electricity. If you have stains, stain remover. Let's talk about that. You can use sunlight. Did you realize that? Just place the items outside in the sun, and it will remove the stains. If it's cold outside, then if you place the items near a window where the sunlight's coming through, that's also helpful, especially in the wintertime. I did find an all-natural stain remover guide from Samsung. I always want to heed caution when it comes to finding items on Pinterest or other home remedies from bloggers. Make sure you're getting your information from a credible source. That's why I picked one from Samsung. I found a whole bunch of stuff off of Pinterest and doing Google searches. But just because it's number one in Google doesn't mean that it's credible. It just means that a lot of people have visited it. They have a good marketing, good SEO search. But anyways, we're going to move on from that. That's why I picked Samsung because to me, they're more credible. They're going to be sure to give you advice on products that can actually go into their machines. What I'm talking about is vinegar. A lot of the homemade removers, detergents included vinegar, which is very bad for your washing machine because the vinegar over time will eat away at the rubber seals. And I've seen many pictures of washing machines that were destroyed because of the vinegar. Because the vinegar is an acid. You don't want to use it every single time you do laundry. If you're going to use vinegar, do it as a stain remover. And we're going to go through it. Do it as a stain remover where it gets rinse out before it even gets into your laundry machine. Anyways, the key to an effective stain removal is pre-treating. So as soon as you get the stain, take care of it right then and there. Don't throw your shirt or pants or whatever into the laundry and then tend to it a week later. Do it right then and there. And you want to scrub the stain from the back side of the fabric. If you scrub it from the front side, you're really kind of pushing it into the fabric. So you want to do it from the back side. That way you're not pushing it into the fabric. You're actually pushing it out and away from the fabric. So let's go over this guide from Samsung. First up is grass stains. To fix these, it's going to be two parts water, one part white vinegar. White vinegar. Not apple cider vinegar or anything else. White vinegar. (laughs) Of course, you're going to scrub it and then rinse it. Rinse the vinegar out. Then place it into your washing machine. Number two is sweat stains. You can apply lemon juice and let it sit for 15 minutes. Number three is condiment stains. This would be your ketchup, mustard, barbecue sauce, relish, any other type of condiment. Rinse it thoroughly with cold water first. Then whatever detergent you're using, scrub that into the stain and soak. And you can even use some lemon juice. 
be sure to read the tag on your fabrics and make sure if they're if any of them say dry clean only then have the dry cleaner do it don't do any of these home remedies yourself you might ruin the fabric and if your fabric is delicate or different or requires to be gentle and you're not sure about some of these stain remover techniques always test it on an inconspicuous spot of your fabric like the like the inside of your pant leg or something put put it somewhere where people won't see it that way if it does off color it it doesn't ruin your garment just want to talk about that okay back to the list number four if you have dirt or mud be sure to scrape off the dried dirt and then scrub it with detergent if you get a juice stain like grape juice is really bad one fourth cup baking soda two cups water let it sit and do not scrub do not scrub juice just let it sit and then throw it in the wash and the last one is ice cream Scrub under cold water, soak in cold water for 30 minutes, and then you can throw it in the washing machine. These are just simple tips with some of the common stains. I know there are a million other ways to get stains on your clothing. I just wanted to get you an idea of natural things that you can do to get started right away. Getting back to the laundry, after you've washed your items, you got to put them in the dryer. Instead of doing dryer sheets where you have to buy them, Throw one sheet in the dryer, dry your items, and then you throw that sheet away. So you're just buying stuff to use at one time and then throwing it away. Like I've said before, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Check out wool dryer balls. I didn't even know these existed. <laughs> wool dryer balls. It's literally a ball like the size of a tennis ball. And they come in a six pack, so you get six of them. They're made out of wool. So if you're allergic to wool, there are other fibers that you can get. Wool is just one of the better ones, but you can get other fibers and use those. What you do is you put your wet items in the dryer, throw all six wool dryer balls in there, close the door and hit start. It's very simple to use these. When I first got them, there weren't any instructions on them. And I was like, how am I supposed to use these? I heard about them from a blog, but I didn't know what to do. I had to look up a YouTube video to figure out how to use it. And it was that simple. Put them in the dryer, hit start, the end. <laughs> oh, okay. I was way overthinking that. So I don't want you to overthink it either. I've had mine for over a year and they're, they look brand new still. I have heard of some people using theirs for years, multiple years, and eventually they'll get pilling. If you don't know what pilling is, think of when you get a brand new sweatshirt. It's nice and soft and fuzzy. And after a while, the inside of it starts to get all these itty bitty little tiny balls of fabric. That's pilling. That's when the fabric starts to pill. If that happens to your wool dryer balls, you just take a razor and literally shave your dryer balls and just remove the pilling. But it takes a long time to get to that point. And then you shave them and do it again. And again, it's going to take multiple years to get to that point. Once you, these wool dryer balls, I think I got mine for like six or seven dollars on Amazon. I'll put a link in the show notes for you. And the show notes will be startingsustainability.com forward slash episode 13. So I'll put the link in there and you can get them. But yeah, these will, this is a one-time purchase and it's going to last you pretty much the rest of your lifetime. These last forever. The only downside is you don't get the scent like you did with your dryer sheets. The scent won't be there. If you are really missing the scent, then you can do the scent crystals. Again, that's going to be another plastic bottle that you're going to be wasting. So that's up to you. 
I never understood the purpose of the scent just because I feel like it didn't last very like it smelled great right out of the dryer but then when I went to go wear my clothes a few days later the scent was never there so to me to get the little sachets of potpourri or the what are they called it's literally a, a paper bag with a scent and you can get it at Meyer, Walmart, different Target, you can get at different stores, and they hang up in your closet, and they make your clothes smell good. To me, that works. I also wear, just put perfume on, or a body spray, and that'll give you a scent if you're missing your scent. These are other options. Anyways, we'll get back to the laundry list. So number four is lint. What do you do with all that lint? Did you know that lint is compostable? You just put it right into your compost, and if you don't have a compost bin, I mentioned we don't have one yet. I'm looking into it. I'm start. I'm getting more and more on board. There's just a lot to learn about them, and I I want to make sure I do it right. But if you don't have a compost bin, there are alternative things that you can do with your dryer lint. For example, you can, if you do handmade crafts, if you've ever made a toy for your kid or your pet or something, you can use that as stuffing. If your pillow has gone flat, you can put stuff in there your bedding or your quilts have gone flat, you can put lint in there to help fluff it up. If you have a pet bed that has gone flat, you can put it in there as well. You can also use it for a fire starter, which we have backyard fires all the time. That would be a really great use for dryer lint to get you a quick fire start. It can also be used as an anti-weed garden treatment. So there really aren't nutrients in the lint that are going to help the garden, but it will be anti-weed as in it's going to create a barrier. So have your garden plants where you want them and basically where you don't want weeds, that's where you put the lint and you make it a layer on the soil. And so that's going to stop the weed seeds. They'll land on that and then it's a barrier so they can the seeds cannot take root. Also, if you have stuff already in the ground that's trying to work its way up, that lint will act as a barrier and choke it out so it cannot grow through it and breathe. So that's kind of a a really cool, neat anti-weed garden treatment that's reusing stuff and you're not doing all the chemicals. That to me is a win-win. Another thing that you can do is hang your clothes outside to dry. I think this is a dying art. (laughs) I saw, I told you I went on vacation out to Pennsylvania where there are a bunch of Amish and every single house had a gigantic clothing line. And I grew up with my parents and they had a clothesline out in the backyard and my mom did use it. But to be honest, we just bought our house back in November and we're in September now. So not quite a year ago, but when we were house hunting, no houses, nobody had clotheslines anymore. That's why I'm saying it's a dying art. It's really not in existence. You're probably gonna have to put one up. And I and I get it. It's they're really only useful in the summertime when the weather is warm because if it's really cold or rainy, then your clothes aren't going to dry. And if you have a lot of clothes, which we do, then it's gonna be a lot of time to hang them up. Now you gotta wait for them to dry and then you gotta take them down and you gotta put the next load up. So I get it's gonna be a lot of work and a lot of effort. But do consider if it's a nice day because it is going to be energy efficient. And it will definitely get you that fresh breeze smell that you're looking for. If hanging clothes outside is really not going to be an option, like I mentioned, there's a lot of um, a lot of things that are kind of going against you on that. Then check out energy efficient machines. When it comes to energy efficient washing machines, they're definitely worth it. 
You save on your water, you save on your electricity. However, when it comes to energy efficient dryers, I have not really found that they were worth it. I had to dry stuff twice or three times. Do know, I did learn this trick. <laughs> I'm embarrassed that it took me this long to learn this trick. But when you take items out of the wash, you're supposed to shake them. Because when they're in the wash, they get all balled up real tight. And so now it's a very dense, wet item of clothing going into the dryer. So it's going to take a long time for that to dry. But if you have your jeans that are all in a big wet wad, and now you shake them, and you shake them open and kind of air them out and then throw them in the dryer, it is going to be quicker to dry that way. My mom told me that. That was back in the day when she had to pay, you had to pay a dime for, you had to pay by the minutes, I think is what she phrased it. So each dime or each quarter or whatever would be 10 minutes of dryer time. So in order to save money at the laundromat, she would shake everything out before it went into the dryer because it would be, for her, it was efficient money-wise, but it's also efficient energy-wise because now it's drying faster. Do take note that when you're going to wash your clothes, wash the full size load. Remember number one was washing it by hand and we all kind of laughed. But if you only have one or two items, then wash it by hand. My husband is notorious for if he has one or two items, he'll just throw it in the wash. I need this one sweatshirt and he'll throw it in the wash. Okay, well, <laughs> first of all, we have a front loading machine. And with a front loader... Okay, with a top loader, you have that big agitator stick, and that's going to help kind of scrub the clothes clean. But with a front loader, there is not that big agitator in the middle. The clothes are agitating on themselves. So if you only have one or two items in there, they're not going to agitate. They're not actually going to get scrubbed clean. For a front loader, it must be two-thirds to three-quarters full in order for clothes to properly get clean. Unless you have a special load sensor, or you have a button on your machine to market small, medium, large load. If you have that one item in there or a full load, it's going to be the same amount of water and energy. Please make sure that you're washing the full load. And don't cram all the clothes in there because if you're getting, if you have too many in there, they also cannot agitate. So in the end, they're not going to come out clean either. The last thing I want to talk about was the hangers. When you're done with your laundry, you hang it up, right? I have a whole bunch of plastic hangers. I'm embarrassed by that, but I already have them. And I'm not going to throw them away just to go get metal ones because the purpose is to reduce waste. So by throwing them away, that's not reducing waste, that's creating waste. I'm going to keep my plastic hangers as long as I can. But when it comes time to buying new ones from this day forward, I'm getting metal hangers. I have a one-year-old son and over the weekend, I had plastic hangers on my bed because I was putting away laundry. And he grabbed one and I was letting him play with it. And he went, ah, ah, and he threw it. And that's the noise that he made while he threw it. So that's why I made that noise too. And the hook on top of the hanger completely broke off. He's one. He's not that strong. It's just a crappy hanger. That's really the answer. <laughs> the plastic hook broke. Okay, well, great. What? I cannot repair this. This is not recyclable. And I cannot think of any other way to reuse or repurpose this broken plastic hanger. When you go to get hangers, please get the metal ones. Yes, the metal's very thin and it's going to leave a crease in your clothes. But you can get the metal ones with the cardboard tubes. And that way you don't get the crease in your clothing either. I just want to encourage the metal hangers because at the end of the day, they're really not going to break. And if they do get bent out of shape or whatever... You can still repurpose them into many, many things. Metal hangers are extremely useful. And even after you have repurposed, reused them, 
decades from now, they will biodegrade. It's still metal, it's, it's recyclable, and it will biodegrade. So it's another way to save the earth. That's pretty much it when it comes to laundry. That's everything that I could think of. I want to wish everybody a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening in. I know this episode was a little bit short. We just did short, sweet, to the point. I hope that you got benefits out of it. Remember, you don't have to do every single thing that I talked about, but just try to incorporate some things into your laundry routine. That'd be wonderful. If you have new ideas that I have not mentioned yet, please let me know. You can email me at Kaylin, K-A-Y-L-I-N, at startingsustainability.com. Or you can just private message me on the Facebook group, whatever is easiest for you. But if you have thought of some stuff that I have missed out on, I'm really happy to share with everybody. Thank you again so much for listening, and I will talk to everybody next week. Bye.